0: Letting the sweeper really play out this week. Turn into to Radio 1190, KVC Boulder, the AM Revolution. It's News Underground. Joe Paris, Joey Prechtel, Liam Comer here on air. Bree's still hanging out in the room, so another great edition of the Local Shakedown. <laughs> Again, if you ever, if you have some like unknown local band that you don't know about, email in. Localshakedown at gmail.com. I, I love it. That doesn't suck, Bree says. If if you suck, don't send in your tape. Um, I I just by chance always well because I'm literally in the room. Uh, I always listen to local Shakedown, and there's something almost every week where I hear something and I have to ask Bree or I have to figure out who played and then I go look it up, and then I have a new favorite band like I sank Molly Brown. <laughs> favorite band right now they're fantastic oh yeah. they're on uh, Bandcamp. go check them out
1: we've had a ton of really good in studios lately too check
0: those out on the soundcloud and yes. the podcast we have a podcast go on itunes search radio 1190 you can always get News Underground will be on demand, so you can. If you miss News Underground, you can always go back and listen to what I said. Uh, if you want a really entertaining one, I talked by myself for an hour on Wednesday. <laughs> I actually did listen to that earlier. What'd you think? Not bad, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty you hard. Like
1: you like you're losing your mind a little bit for the first five minutes, and then you got into a groove.
0: <laughs> well, I was trying to re. Okay, so there was no headphones over here, and I was like, I don't need headphones. But then I was paranoid <laughs> because if you don't have headphones, and then something goes off, yeah. So I'm sitting here with the host mic, which is a lot different than the guest mics, even though you guys aren't guests, you're co host. And I was trying to reconfigure like rebuild like the audio board right here because all the little like quarter inch to headphone jacks are all broken. Yes. And we had a thousand of them at the beginning of the semester. We're down to one. Yep. You got to get on that. That's your job.
1: <laughs> that is actually not my job, but I've just been doing it for the past two years. So. Oh, whose <laughs> job is it? Uh, is that Colton's? We'll, we'll not call anyone out on air.
0: <laughs> is it Colty? I'll call Colton out on air. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm just kidding. It's it's Michael Otterberg's fault, right? Yeah. That's easy. I still call him if there's a problem. He's like, I don't work there. <laughs> like, I keep forgetting you don't work here anymore. Uh, Michael Odberg, the former sound engineer. He now works for uh, Seagate over in Longmont. All right. 608, Radio 1190, KVC, Bowler. This is the news hour, apparently. Uh, actually, we got some good local news. Well, it's not good news, but we've got some interesting local news. The weather just out of control the last few days. My goodness, we had a few tornadoes touch down in Longmont uh, just up the road from here. A little bit scary situation, boys.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I don't like it. It's kind of crazy to think about that, just, like, how close the tornadoes were. Yeah. Because, like, you hear, like, I know when I first moved to Colorado in 2004, that was a big thing. Moving from California, you know, you grow up like, oh, earthquakes are the big thing there. And then here, like, tornadoes. And then, like, you know, lived here since 2004 and never once seen a tornado. Now they're just, like you said, in Longmont, a little bit north of us. Yeah.
0: Well, they have that one in Windsor, Colorado, a few years ago, and just demolished that town.
2: Yeah. Where's Windsor?
0: Uh, it's really good. I mean, I know where it is on the map. It's,
1: it's northeast of, uh, of Longmont.
2: Okay. Was that before 2013? I think it was 2013. Okay, because that's when I still lived down in Colorado, Colorado Springs.
0: I think it was actually in 2008. Oh, really? I think it was May 2008. We I'm had gonna... we had a couple of tornadoes a couple of years ago, though. But yeah. The, the big one was in Windsor. Let's see. Yeah, 2008 tornado, uh, May 22nd, 2008. Uh, yeah, it just leveled Weld County and Lammer County. And you, I mean, the famous pictures from Windsor was that one house uh, located in Windsor was literally cut in half. But the t- tornado just cut it in half, so half that you could just see like like a diagram. Oh yeah,
2: I, re- I think I've seen. Not that a picture.
0: diagram, a uh, diorama. Diorama. Yeah. You could just see the inside of this family's house. Half of it demolished. Half of it in a pretty good shape it was pretty interesting so uh yeah that was uh 2008 and if you may remember that was like the golf ball sized hail 150 mile per hour winds uh tornado actually caused close to 200 million dollars in damage um i know the united states government did a really nice job uh, helping out and that was not that wasn't sarcasm. they really did do a good job helping out, but that and that again was not this most recent tornado no that was in two thousand and eight. <laughs> the tornadoes yesterday uh we'll get to here in a second, but before we do, I do want to say that Boulder County is currently under a tornado and a flash flood watch um it's not imminent, but it is you know, my job to tell you that according to the National Weather Service, there is currently a tornado watch until 7 p.m. and a flash flood watch until 10 p.m. here in Boulder County. With that said, tonight, though, the weather showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm here about in the 9 o'clock hour. Then there's going to be a chance of thunderstorms really until the early hours of Saturday morning. We will see a little bit of heavy wind coming from the west. Um, Chance of precipitation through tonight into tomorrow is 60%. Saturday, scattered showers and thunderstorms throughout the day, mainly in the afternoon. Patchy fog actually in the morning, so if you're uh, driving into Denver tomorrow or Driving into work, uh, be careful. It is going to be some pretty thick fog from what I'm seeing. And then Saturday night, showers and thunderstorms uh, likely before 1 a.m. Chance of precipitation uh, throughout the night on Saturday, 70%. And then Sunday, looks like we're going to have the same uh, showers and thunderstorms expected in the afternoon, mostly cloudy throughout the day, a high near 75. And then again, Sunday night, uh, showers and thunderstorms likely mostly uh around the seven o'clock hour it's looking like so it's really uh and i'm looking at the future cast too looks like we're going to see the same thing every day where it's going to be decent weather up until about three o'clock in the afternoon those clouds move in just like clockwork and then you'll have thunderstorms and rain so uh be careful i know there's a lot of people that try to go out and hike on the weekends really you know want to go enjoy the beautiful colorado summer and i good on you, but be careful. Uh, These weather alerts are not messing around. And I actually was reading something online yesterday. Uh, It was about how weather... Whether pinpointing, whether forecasting, really is entering like a futuristic age where you know you could joke around before, like oh, meteorologists are right only twenty percent of the time, but you know we're getting to a point now where they are very accurate. I was watching, I actually watched a collection of local news last night during the weather update. They were juggling around, you know, programming the NBA finals, but there's always one Denver station that's doing a weather update, and I think it was actually uh, Channel Seven uh this abc affiliate they didn't i mean predict a tornado like down to the exact coordinates but they were pretty close they were saying that the uh the cyclone activity up in longmont was prime condition for a tornado and they were correct I
2: all mean, right yeah my mom always mentions how like oh like you know the weather person's only right like this percentage of the time like you you said that joe and but honestly i mean as you said like they're right much more than that you watch the local news i mean I always seem to watch CBS Four just because I was an intern there. No, and I was an intern at you? KKTV Eleven News in Colorado Springs, which is also a CBS station. So I've been interns at two CBS stations. So I always, you know, just gravitate towards CBS. And Ed Green has is, has is been the weather guy for CBS Four for I think longer than I've been alive. And I mean, whenever he gives me a weather report for the upcoming days, it's Always seems to be accurate.
0: And I took a, a weather and atmosphere two-part class my sophomore year, and the professor basically said you know, in the first week of class that it is an exact science, but at the same time there are so many variables into weather forecasting that – you take about a dozen models and you try to from those models which are usually you know there's a little bit of a variation between each one and you try to just you know take an average of all 12 and there's i mean things that happen like second to second that just change each model so for the most part it is pretty impressive what they can and cannot predict but at the same time you know if you see black clouds up in the air you see a funnel cloud, get, get in the basement. I mean, you don't have to <laughs> forecast that. Just be careful.
2: And then, I don't know, have you have either of you heard the actual, like, tornado warnings? Yes. When you're in, like, their car or you're listening to the radio or something?
1: I, I was seeing them on TV and hearing them on the radio.
2: Those uh-huh. are, I mean, those get kind of eerie. They you were,
0: Yeah, they're scary. And like, there's take
2: cover now.
0: There's the automated system in Boulder County that, like, talks with, like, a woman animatronic
2: <coughs> voice, which is just
0: terrifying.
2: Oh, yeah. The one I he- I've heard is a man.
0: They were they
1: were particularly morbid yesterday too. I noticed they were just like this is a serious situation. Yeah, people may die. You know, and like I don't think I've ever heard them be that specific about the level of danger before.
0: I was actually driving home from Longmont um, yesterday, about four o'clock in the afternoon, going Longmont to Boulder, and on our way home, uh, we heard on the radio like again a very ominous. Bah, bah. And then they do the thing, and actually, I—I'm I, sure our uh, our little—we have a little thing in in our little air room where it'll spit out um, transmissions. You know, by law, you have to to your radio station, they'll send you uh, stuff. So maybe during the hour, we'll get one.
1: Well, actually, now the system will just overtake the airwaves, and we won't know. So that's that's our
2: new our new weather system here. Oh, yeah, right. I found that kind of ironic. Um Yesterday, after the NBA final started or ended, excuse me, and uh, seven news came on right after because it was about 10 o'clock. They were in the middle of their weather like um report and covering everything that was going on, and then one of those emergency alert systems interrupted their broadcast in Boulder County. I don't, yeah. I don't know where else it, it happened, probably just Boulder and Larimer County because that's where the warning was for. But I found that just kind of ironic. I was like, here's the local news trying to warn me about the weather, and then yeah. the emergency alert system.
0: Actually, we can tell. It'll actually start beeping uh, red lights if we if we get kicked off the air. So okay. I'll keep an eye. Well, you keep an eye on that because okay. I can't do that. <laughs> I have to do two things at the same time. It's pretty cool, though. I mean, it's not cool that the weather is like that, but, you know, it's kind of cool to have that high-tech device here in our air room. It is brand new. You're right. Yep. Totally forgot we got a new one. Okay. Uh, phone lines are still down until July, though. Okay, other words, other news. Uh, So, yeah, so there were some uh, tornadoes that touched down in Longmont yesterday. Uh, I haven't seen an article that has reflected uh, monetary damage yet, but uh, that will be available next week. I know the National Weather Service was out today in Boulder County surveying uh, tornado damage. So we'll see uh, what we get from that. Some other news. Uh, Boulder man is still missing after he disappeared on an inner tube trip back on May 11th. A 35-year-old man who was last seen tubing in the Boulder Creek has been missing for more than three weeks. Chris Danko of Boulder was last seen tubing in the 40-degree waters of Boulder Creek at 8.30 (coughs) p.m. on May 11th behind Boulder Community Health near Arapahoe Avenue and 48th Street. Daniel Linenkamp of Boulder told the Daily Camera that he and Danko had been drinking and smoking marijuana when Danko decided to go tubing in the creek and got in near the Millennium Harvest Hotel. Danko appeared to have trouble stabilizing the tube because the water was moving so fast. Lindkamp did not get in the water, instead riding his skateboard along the creek path to follow his friend. At one point, Lindkamp said he ran down to the water to try and pull Danko out, but he couldn't grab him and lost sight of him. Boulder Dive Team searched Boulder Creek from where he was last seen, out near 75th Street in East Boulder, but they called off the search two days later. Police spokeswoman Kim Coble said Danko had not been there at that time, and she had not reached out to any friends or family members. Cobble said in a statement, Boulder Police have been working with Mr. Danko's family and no one has heard from him since his disappearance. We will follow up if we receive any new information regarding Mr. Danko's whereabouts. Uh, If you have any information, please contact local authorities at the non-emergency phone number. Uh, Just another reminder, we always have stories like this throughout the, really not just the summer, throughout the year of people, uh, sober or not sober, getting, you know, taken away by fast creek waters um i was over in el dorado canyon the other week and they're i mean even on a calm day they're pretty fast and they could knock you over and you know it's fun to get in the water i'm not saying don't get get in the water but if you're going to uh be safe be smart you know if you want to go tubing you know no one's gonna stop you but try and be sober because come on that's just are you kidding me that's just a recipe for a disaster so be careful. Intertubing tubing is fun, though. I'm not saying not to do it.
1: Yeah, just wait for the water to go down. Definitely, it's you, going quick still. Very you could, quick.
0: I think there's a way. You, there's also like t- like times of the day where it's going to be slower or faster, and I think you can find that online somewhere.
2: Well, I mean, and even on May 11th, I mean, that was right after graduation, and if you attended CU Boulder's graduation, you know that it just like rained all throughout the entire ceremony that was that was great and then it just rained and rained and rained and rained so that probably wasn't even like considering how much it had been raining at that time that's true the stream was probably moving really fast at that time too and then like you said Joe, you know, and how it says um just we were smoking marijuana and drinking before we decided to do this i mean at least daniel didn't get in the water as well because then we could have potentially have two missing people um but you know i just hope chris is okay it's just sad. Because you know they were just trying to
0: have a good time, but yeah. yeah, it's it's also at night too. They got in the water at eight thirty PM. It's dark. It's, it it's might be tough to see in the dark, you know, how fast the water's moving, especially in parts of the Boulder Creek where it's not illuminated by light. So I mean if you're
2: going to go out in the creek I mean you know, he got in at a pretty I wanna say I mean it's a pretty busy area, Millennium, that Millennium Hotel. I stayed there once when I had my orientation here.
0: Really? Yeah. You didn't stay? Oh, because you because I was transfer. a transfer. Yeah, right. I was a
2: transfer student, so you're I didn't right. stay in the dorms. Uh, so yeah, like my parents and I came up and we stayed in that hotel. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of lights in that area.
1: Yeah, but out they were talking about 75th and out at 75th. It's yeah. really far out. Yeah. to be in an yeah. Room.
0: That's that's that. So be careful. Uh, I know we've said it on this program. You know, be careful hiking. Be careful in the back be country. Careful. Be careful. Just be careful. Uh, some other local news. The St. Rain School District is going to uh, take a look at what happened over at Peak to Peak High School with the valedictorian... Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. God. <laughs> I do this every time. It's Twin Peaks. It's well, not Peak to Peak. What? Twin Peak High School, uh, the charter school that... Now has made national headlines from pulling the valedictorian of their senior class and not allowing him to make his speech because he wanted to say during his valedictorian speech that he was gay. Uh, the St. Rain Valley School Board will vote next week on sending a letter to Twin Peaks Charter Academy affirming the school's decision to hire an outside independent law firm or to investigate the decision to not allow its valedictorian to give his graduation speech. The Longmont Charter School had come under fire from advocates and United States Representative Jared Polis of Boulder for Preventing valedictorian Evan Young from giving a graduation speech, in which, again, he planned to turn. not turned himself in, in as gay, but he wanted to come out as being come out, gay. Come out, yeah, yeah. Uh, additionally, Young and his father have alleged that the man who made that decision, who was school principal B.J. Buckman, also outed Young to his parents. The school previously had explained that Buckman's decision was based on concern that the speech would compromise the solemnity of the occasion, and that Young failed to submit a draft of his speech in advance <coughs> to reflect requested changes. If you would like to go be part of this meeting, there is a Saint Vrain Valley school board meeting at 7 p.m. on Wednesday at Educational Service Center on 395 South Pret Parkway over in Longmont. Uh, we talked at length a week ago about the issue, what was going on here, so we don't have to rehash that conversation. But a little bit of good news. Young was actually featured on the nightly show on Comedy Central. Uh, it used to be Stephen Colbert's show. Now it's Larry <coughs> Wilmore's show, and Wilmore invited Evan Young to go uh, give an uh, abbreviated version of of his speech on the Comedy Central uh, nightly show, and I actually watched the segment, and it was really, it was really cool to see. Uh, it was kind of unexpected to have Young just come out in his graduation attire and to give his little speech.
1: Yeah, it was a good segment. I watched it too, and it, uh, it definitely the impression that I got out of it was, it was yes, it was an a, an edited version and abridged version, but it was more or less the version that they gave him th- with the edits. Um, except for the request to take out the mention that he is gay. And uh, it was a very tame speech. I, I think that was the impression I got from it was that I can't really imagine that riling up a gymnasium of parents. Because he, it was basically one sentence where yeah. he said, "He said, oh, these are my secrets. I didn't read this book. I actually just read the spark notes and I'm gay that was pretty much it you know
0: and he also wasn't i mean sometimes we'll be honest there are some people that have personalities that just kind of inflame people yeah and this kid just seemed so docile and reserved and he didn't seem like someone that wanted attention he just wanted to he just wanted to have his moment and he earned that moment and we (laughs) talked about that at length last week uh but if you missed it go online ComedyCentral.com. you can catch uh who should have been caught out of high school valedictorian, Evan Young, uh, giving his speech, which he wanted to give at Twin Peaks Charter High School graduation, but was unable to do so after the administration banned him from giving a valedictorian speech in which he wanted to announce that he was gay. Um, the funny thing was that uh, they did make a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, joke about, you know, he, uh, Young starts his speech uh, on TV saying that, you know, one of his child, one of his heroes, Stephen Colbert, and Wilmore jumps out. He says, whoa, 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 <laughs> you, you can't. You can't talk about Colbert on the show. I'm centering that. So it was was fine. Um, United States Representative Jared Polis is still working uh, very aggressively to try and get rid of the school superintendent. So we'll
2: see. Not the
0: principal? I mean, I'm sure he'd go after the – sorry, he's not trying to remove the superintendent. He's just trying to – petition the superintendent to do something about it
1: yeah i mean i believe at this point they've hired a law firm to investigate it <laughs> so they're gonna kind of reveal what actually happened why um, where the censorship was and you know who ultimately made that decision and also what the decision was because the principal came out and saying well the, he didn't submit a draft on time well he did it just
0: didn't have that one edit in it so uh, there you go. there you go So other local news, a Boulder woman is facing felony theft and criminal impersonation charges after police alleged she used a false identity to receive nearly $500,000 in discounted medical care from Boulder Community Hospital. Boulder prosecutors say Minivera Roman Romero used a fake name in at least two people 's social security numbers to receive four hundred thousand four hundred ninety four thousand eight hundred ninety three dollars and eighty eight cents worth of care at Boulder Community though the we through the We care charity program. They, uh, they claim that Roman Romero used the name Nohemi <coughs> Sarabia for a $114,000 procedure to place a pacemaker to cover multiple emergency room visits covering tens of thousands of dollars and to pay for lab work and other medical care, according to an arrest affidavit written by the Boulder Police Detective Tracy Chavitz. An attorney has not entered an appearance for Roman Romero as of Thursday. She's being held at Boulder County Jail on $10,000 bond. Roman Romero faces felony charges of theft between $100,000 and 900000 dollars Ninety-nine thousand dollars and criminal impersonation fees. She's also set for a formal filing of charges in court today. A Boulder Community Health spokesman couldn't discuss the arrest to the Boulder Daily Camera because the case is ongoing. A hospital staff member alerted authorities after Roman Romero repeatedly came into the hospital's uh, heart clinic and requested a name change on her patient file. She said she was the patient the hospital knew as Sarabia, according <coughs> to the arrest affidavit. Uh, also to note, Roman Romero told hospital staff that she wanted to fly to Mexico, but worried she would not be allowed on the plane because information on her pacemaker identified her as Nohemi, uh, according to the affidavit. So it's a little bit of a sticky situation. It sounds like this woman really did need health care, but you can't...
2: Just couldn't afford it. Yeah, you can't identify people. And then people. she wanted to go back to Mexico. Yeah. And because she used the... I mean, yeah, she... I don't really think she thought this whole thing through.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is it is amazing to me that someone can even accrue a half a million dollars in, in health care. It's really not that hard. I know. Yeah, I mean, when you look at what she got, it wasn't actually that much health care. <laughs> um, you know, pacemaker is very expensive, but... That's
2: why health insurance is very important.
1: Yeah. But yeah, this
0: whole... I mean, there's so many sad <laughs> angles to this story when yeah. you really actually think about it. And I think she only owed uh, Boulder Community Health $959 out of her pocket, <coughs> although the cost of her care was nearly $500,000. Uh, it's through the We Care uh, charity program. And uh, the hospital's We Care charity program provides discounts on a sliding scale to low-income patients who cannot pay the total charges under an approved payment plan if they met certain requirements. Um, so, I mean, she just kind of ran out of room. Uh, she had to, you know, try and get a fake name to...
2: And then, uh, what was it? Two two fake identities, or yes, two and then two different social security numbers.
0: At least two different uh, people's social security numbers. So it's unfortunate because you look at the <coughs> woman's mugshot and she doesn't look like a criminal. She just looks like an an older woman. Who, I mean, she's sixty years old. Um, she doesn't look like she's in terrible shape, but you can only imagine. I mean, if you need a pacemaker, that's uh, not good news some other hospital news Uh, the VA is working towards a new plan to pay for the Aurora hospital that has become a mess uh, with a funding deadline fast approaching the United States Department of Veteran Affairs today proposed a two tier plan to cover the cost of a troubled 1.73 billion dollar hospital project here in Aurora Colorado under the first part of the deal the VA would reroute about 150 million dollars from its 2015 budget which is about 163.5 billion dollars and use that money to keep construction going until the end of the federal fiscal year which ends in september uh, the end of september the short-term funding it's critical because the va and its prime contractor uh kewitt turner nearly have exhausted all the money they had for the project <coughs> without a new cash infusion the current project would have to shut down in a matter of weeks if not days uh, va secretary robert mcdonald wrote in a letter to lawmakers now it's it's time for congress to act An action by Congress will result in the shutdown of the Denver Replacement Medical Center and punish Colorado veterans today for past VA errors. A suspension of work nearly happened last month because of funding problems, but Congress kept the project afloat temporarily with a small bump of about $20 million. Even that deal, however, uh, didn't happen because of a protracted battle between Congress and the VA on how to cover the full extent of cost, which is now, again, uh, running past $1.73 billion. Back in March, the VA said it needed $830 million to finish the center, a figure that shocked both Colorado and national political leaders. Both sides are now trying to figure out how to pay off that money. Uh, Pretty impressive Facility they are constructing. If you've seen uh, some pictures and some blueprints of the new VA hospital, at you know, first you say, "Wow, that's that's a lot of money—one point seven three billion dollars." But you see, there, there's been a lot of mistakes have been made. I'll say that mistakes have been made. And we we went into it actually a few months ago, but I mean it's really unfortunate because the VA is something that should. To always be there and always be reliable and, you know, the way money's allocated and, you know, the way this project was mishandled, it really is, it's not punishing veterans, but it's not helping veterans at all. And you really want to thank those people because they've given their lives to defend the freedom of this country, whether in your favor of war or not. There's no debate of if someone goes and gets blown up and loses a leg, you should probably help them out because it wasn't their choice that there was a war going on. They were just putting their life on the line for the country, whether you agree with the political agenda or not really isn't the issue here. We need to have a VA in the state of Colorado because there are a lot of I mean, there's a lot of veterans that need that help, not only here, but around the country. And without a place to go, and you know, we talked about it in the last story, medical expenses get you know very high, and without a reasonable place to go, these veterans just have nowhere to go. So hopefully, uh, the funding will come free. Um, I mean, that's that's a lot of money.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, especially for the state of Colorado, just because of the uh, growing up in Colorado Springs, the military presence. That really is throughout... I mean, I definitely want to say Colorado Springs, but I'm pretty sure it's throughout the entire state. Um, But, I mean, down in Colorado Springs, you have, you know, the Air Force Academy, you have Peterson Air Force Base, you have Schriever Air Force Base, and you have Fort Carson. All right there, I mean, in Aurora, right there, I'm pretty sure, I don't know the exact location of where this VA is being built, but it says around Aurora, you have Buckley Air Force Base as well. So, I mean, there's just a large military presence in this state, and, you know, this whole project is just run into i mean 1.73 billion billion dollars is obviously a lot of money yeah and maybe it seems like they didn't really plan everything through before they started the construction i i'm not too sure about that but from what i remember it was like a very ambitious architecture
0: plan and things just didn't go according to the script i actually think the original uh, contracting <coughs> company got kicked out of the deal, or they lost the deal. I mean, this, this saga's been going on for, what, more than a year at this point. Um, if you want to read into it, there's actually a really extensive article on the uh, Denver Post website. I uh, didn't want to get into that today. I just wanted to give an update on the story. But, you know, as this becomes more of a you know ongoing issue, um, I think more details will probably come out as to what has happened. If they're not out there already, I'll be honest. I haven't read top to bottom every story about the VA. I'm just familiar with the general uh, circumstances here. So other local news, uh, Boulder police have found what they are calling an at-risk Ohio man who has been missing since last weekend. David Cools was found safe in downtown Boulder this afternoon, according to Boulder spokeswoman Kim Coble. He hadn't been seen since Saturday and was without his daily medication and cell phone. Police said the man of Akron, Ohio, arrived in Boulder on Friday. Police originally had been told he went missing Sunday, but officials learned he told family members Saturday morning that he was going to walk to buy coffee on the Pearl Street Mall. Police said he suffered from mental health issues and did not have access to a vehicle. Uh, spokeswoman Coble said the man is uninjured and with his family. Uh, She also told police that he had been staying in hotels and motels and was enjoying spending time on the Pearl Street Mall. (laughs) Police (coughs) used bank records that showed that the man was withdrawing cash at ATMs downtown, and security camera footage actually located him. Patrol officers this morning began contacting businesses and coffee shops on the mall. Employees at a Starbucks on Pearl Street recalled seeing the man around 7.30 this morning, and he
2: was then uh, located and reunited with his family. So he went missing from his family. On Saturday when he went to go buy coffee. Right. And then so, and he was found yesterday. So during that time, he was just staying at other hotels and motels? Yeah, that's what I gathered from the police report. Looks like he
0: just it's yep. kind of making it work. Good for him. I mean, he was, you know, it looks like he had money if he was going to an ATM. And <clears throat> yeah. He, and, just made it
2: work. I don't know. Maybe he just got sick of his family. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't I mean know. it's just an interesting story how he went missing, but in all reality, he was just by himself on Pearl Street Mall. He might have not thought he was missing. He might have. Been- <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm th- saying. Uh, I don't even think he thought he was missing. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I'm fine. I just know. went off by myself for a few days. And
0: I, you know, you hate to you hate to rehash it, but it's you know, according to the article in the Daily Camera, it said that he did have some mental health issues. Yeah.
2: So you can draw your own (coughs) conclusion, but at the same time... Well, I mean, it's good that he's okay, good that he was okay the entire time, never in any danger, just...
0: I mean, if he was responsible enough to, like, be keeping himself alive...
2: And he didn't even have his daily medication, either. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know, actually, the specifics of what mental health issue he had. Yeah. But they did
1: specifically say that he took some daily medication that he never... Yeah, and you didn't, didn't have access
0: to. It. The thing with mental health issues is, you know, which it really bothers me when you see a story like this and they just, oh, he has a mental health issue and everyone just assumes like, oh, he must be must be a crazy person. It's like, okay, well, mental health issues range from I mean, like small doses of depression are treated with daily medications all the way, you know, to the extreme like schizophrenia, you obviously like it's very bad. People lose their minds. So, you know, when you put that disclaimer, obviously it's not our business what mental health issue he had, but it's just like, okay, well, now this is where this is going. And he, yeah. he, I I don't know. I mean, he could have had a very severe mental health issue, but at the same time, just because of the way the article is written, um, could have been something minor.
1: Yeah. Just it's wanna... it's interesting to me that we've had a couple of those stories this year where somebody goes missing for days at a time, <clears> and <throat> then the best case scenario is actually what Is happened. actually
2: what happens, yeah. So... We had that whole thing with um, Tyler,
0: Tyler, Tyler, the guy that was to see you boulder. Tyler, yes, Tyler Scott
2: was his name. I don't think it was
0: Scott. We already forgot his name. Yeah, <laughs> I remember his Amazing. first name.
1: Amazing how we already don't
2: remember his name, and that was such a huge story. Tyler Allen. Allen. Yeah. Oh, didn't he go by some Barry Tyler Allen? That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Never I mean, ever heard what happened with the end of that. He just got found. He was, like, on campus the entire time. Well, hold on. we got to be home. careful.
0: We, he, we don't know if he had any mental health issues. He just we went don't. missing. We don't. Uh, yeah. Just wanna, I mean, yeah. Just I'm just – Okay,
2: there. yeah, yeah. We should put that out there. I was just saying that, like, that's another one of those missing people cases and then best case scenario, You know, he was found okay, yeah. uninjured, unharmed. like, three or four of those this year. Uh, yeah. There was that um, – There was that Broomfield High School gal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Boulder. High School. Boulder High School. Excuse me. Was there? Okay. Yeah. Boulder High School. Gal and her mom thought she like ran off with her boyfriend or something, but she was when she found house. out that she was like reported missing. She just went home and. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm okay. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's very fortunate that we've. I mean, yeah, we've had those cases recently, but I mean, yeah, like you said, we've we've had the best case scenario where they're unharmed and they're okay and they return home safely.
0: Some Denver news. A sinkhole down uh, in Sheridan swallowed up a police SUV this morning. Uh, The police vehicle actually was sunk into a 15-foot deep pothole. The hole opened up at about 2.15 a.m. this morning, and uh, everyone seemed to be okay. But you've seen some of the pictures across national uh, publications. I mean, it looks like a thing out of, like... A disaster movie. San Andreas. San Andreas, yeah. The, I mean, the police car just sucked in. It was a giant sinkhole. So, uh, definitely some uh, traffic issues over uh,
2: west of Oxford Avenue in Natchez Court. Um, I think that officer has the worst pothole story ever, though. <laughs> you think so? I mean, a lot of people complain about potholes, but. That was I don't think bad. they've ever. Yeah. Their entire car has ever sunk into one.
0: You know, you mentioned uh, San Andreas. Well, you—I mean, you're from there. You're from California.
2: I mean, would, yeah. Would you go see that movie? Or, yeah. Or Liam, would you go see that movie? I, I want to. I actually was going to on Sunday. I uh, texted my friend. I was down in Colorado Springs, and him and I are big um, Dwayne Johnson fans. Me too. Like I love The Rock rocky and uh so i like knew that him and i both wanted to see this movie so i texted him around like one thirty when i was like just about to get my hair cut i was like hey what are you doing he's like oh about to go see san andreas at 220 he's like do you want to come i was like oh i'm getting my hair cut and i was like in my the back of my mind i was just like wait until later so i can go and then when i hung out with him that night i told him i was like yeah i wanted to see that and he's like why did not you just say something
0: joe you gotta speak up
2: that's that's my story it's not, it's not very relevant. It's just about how I almost saw San Andreas, but I actually didn't.
0: When I was in California... Cause he went and saw a
2: matinee. Uh, well, I was probably, Who sees it matinees? It's probably cheaper.
0: It's five bucks or something Yeah, Tuesday. <clears throat> You're actually wearing a shirt right now that says Cali Life. Yeah, I've been wearing a lot of California clothes lately. Yeah, because the Dodgers are in town. Uh, no, that's, not, that's not even why. Uh, it's like a good omen for me. Joey has applied for a job in California that a certain friend of his forwarded. If I... If you get the job, I'll be two for two on getting friends' jobs. So this, what the first please? one? You want, uh, what do you want? one Catherine, Catherine Bogart. Bogart? Okay. On a whim, I sent a like a, a job application to a friend, and I said, "You need to apply for this." And two days later, she had a job with USA Hockey in Colorado Springs.
2: That'd be cool for me too, since I have like all my family in Colorado Springs. Just said
0: greedy. You <laughs> go three for three. What do you want to do, Liam? I'll get a job. I'm looking for audio production gigs. Mikey sent us both that uh, gig from NPR. Was it NPR?
1: Yeah, that was a while ago. but That was last week. Oh, I didn't get that then. Did you not?
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll forward it to you. Oh, here All we right. go. <laughs> here we go. All right. No, that would be Mikey Goldenberg, the general manager of the station. They'll get credit for that. Uh, one, we got two more local notes. One local note here. Boulder Public Library is hosting a vintage books collectible sale. Uh, if you're into that. The Boulder Public Library's main branch on one thousand one Arapaho is hosting a vintage books and collectible sale this weekend. Prices will range from two to ten <coughs> to thousands of dollars. Jeez. Sorry, two to ten dollars oh, for thousands of books. <laughs> I can't read my own I was notes. Like that. I can't read my own notes sometimes.
2: I was like that uh, escalated quickly though. Prices
0: will range from two to ten dollars, comma. That's what I missed. For thousands of books and items for uh, with a literary theme, the sale is set for 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, Saturday and 1 to 5 on Sunday in the Boulder Creek Meeting Room. 2 to $10 for thousands of items. That's not
2: thousands I, of dollars for 2 to 10 items? <laughs> They're really good books. Though. Really good books. <laughs> we got
0: the original edition of War and Peace. Sometimes when you're not paying attention and you just, you're typing your notes down and you miss a comma, that's... yeah. Unfortunate. It's hard to do everything by myself. (laughs) Sports news. University of Colorado football team got their first commitment of the 2016 class from quarterback Sam Neuer. Woo. He is a three star prospect. Three star prospect. He has three stars and he is a prospect.
2: You know who else was a. Oh, wait, no. He was a two star prospect. Who? Johnny Manziel. Who cares? He's like a two or three star. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Was he really? Yeah, he was a a three star. was a three.
1: I was. I, I mean, was I was going to say that. I was,
2: uh, was going to say Seffo was a three-star, but I figured mention Johnny since he won the Heisman and almost won it again. Uh to shed some hope for Buff <clears throat> fans everywhere.
0: He wasn't here on an official visit, but he came <clears throat> and visited Boulder. It was an unofficial visit. Yes, he's a six-foot-three, 195-pound quarterback. He's put on some weight. He was the fourth-best prospect in Oregon for the 2016 recruiting cycle. He threw for 2,700 yards <laughs> and 18 touchdowns during his junior season. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks, though, that are going to be here. We have, of course, Sefo, Jordan Gerke, and Cade Apsey, who will be a third-year sophomore. You
2: don't think Sefo is going to declare for the NFL draft?
0: <laughs> is he allowed to? Like, he allowed After allowed three years to?
2: removed from high school, yeah.
0: Huh. Rivals.com dot com reported that Neuer had been uh, offered Bypasses by two them. other colleges, Wyoming and Eastern Washington, but opted to come to the University of Colorado because he was offered
2: spots from Wyoming and Eastern Washington. Yeah. I mean, and he also had some like interest from Pac twelve schools, but uh, Eastern Washington, their quarterback just actually transferred to the University of Oregon. Really? So they had that going for them. I forget his name, but yeah, he uh, you know with Mariota going to the NFL, Oregon had a big void at quarterback, and I guess. Um, Helf- Helfrich, is that how you pronounce the last name? The head coach really Mark- like this Mark kid, Helfrich. At- Mark Helfrich. Uh, really like that kid at Easter in Washington, and yeah, he transferred there. I think he has to sit out a year. I know that you can only like be eligible immediately if the school, you, like you're at, doesn't have the same academic like major as the one you're transferring to. That's the only way you can be eligible right away. Hmm. That's how Jordan Webb was eligible immediately, I think, like well, a couple well, years ago when he Jordan transferred Webb. from Kansas to CU. Good for him. And we won, what, one game that year?
0: Real quickly, we don't have to rehash this now,
2: but if like Colorado doesn't
0: have a good season, do you think
2: McIntyre's done? No, uh, I think if they have two more bad seasons, he's done. I still think after uh, next season, uh, I mean, really, he doesn't have much to improve on. <laughs> the yeah. team won two games, <laughs> so I think if he wins, like, five, he'll be good. Four to five, I think he keeps his job. I think he's done after this year if they don't if they don't win at least two games. I mean, yeah, if they only win one game, I think yeah, then fine. It's not because he's no, going I think backwards.
0: If they, I think if they only win two games, he's done.
2: Yeah, if they only if okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see that even if they only win three, because you know they were so close in a lot of those games last year. And that's the okay, thing. But
0: here's the thing: yeah, they were close, but how serious were the other
2: teams taking them? Maybe not that serious, but let's not get into that, okay? I mean, come okay. on, you're right. It, it you're was right. it was fun to actually see Games were actually somewhat fun to watch again, even though we it, we had heartbreak at the end. They weren't the blowouts that we had suffered a couple years ago with John Embry. You know, losing seventy to zero to Oregon, <laughs> or fifty to zero to or, to Stanford, and then yeah. like seventy seven to seven to Oregon. I mean, we were getting blown out by everybody. The games weren't fun at all. At least Magnetire has put a competitive team on the field again. Well, we'll see how these, uh, this champion center will attract new recruits. I mean, Uh, yeah, and, you know, facilities are always going to bring in new recruits. They're going to, I think they're going to do the trick. I think we're going to see the rise of Colorado soon. I'm not saying next season. How? Like, how is that going to happen? Okay, facilities, but... Have you seen Boulder, Colorado? Have you seen the
0: Pac-12? (laughs) yes like okay you're telling me okay no so here's the thing colorado will never in the next 15 years in my opinion be able to compete with oregon with usc with stanford with ucla yes ucla is up and down uh you, Arizona and Arizona State are both building very good football programs. And just like it's not it's not this thing where it's like it's it's a Colorado problem. It's like, oh, they can't get it
2: done. Look how good the Pac twelve is. But look at Utah this last season. I don't know what they're doing there. Utah went from you You're know right. a You're bottom th- feeder team like C U and now to uh blowing out Colorado State in the bowl game, who we lost to. Yeah. Very true. I mean Utah you like recovered and I mean, Colorado had the before this whole Champion Center thing. They had the dead last ranked facilities in the entire pack. When you're going against schools like Oregon, yeah, USC, Stanford, UCLA, and you have dead, you have the worst facilities out of all of those schools. You're not going to attract the four and five star recruits that they were attracting. Yeah, I, I still don't think we're going to. Re- I think with the those. facilities, it's a step in the right direction. I'm not saying they're going to come immediately, but we got Shea Fields. He's from here, isn't he? No, oh, sorry, he's no, from California. He's from he was California. committed to USC, right. decommitted, and then committed to us and came here. We'll see. Only time will tell. Oh uh, yeah, only time will tell. But I think it's just a step in the right direction. I don't. No, think-
0: I mean the champion center, of course, is a step in the right direction. But like, I don't expect color. Like, like, I hear a lot of kids that we know in you know in sports media, you know, student sports media, that are really excited about like this upcoming year
2: and the year after and i know that I think that's great but i'm a little excited for this upcoming year just cuz when you look at th- when you look at the schedule at the beginning okay if you pull up that schedule, I mean, you, we face off. It's Hawaii is the season opener, who we actually beat last year. That was one of the two teams we actually beat. We play CSU, who just lost Garrett Grayson and their head coach. So I definitely think that's a winnable game for okay. CU. And then it's, uh, <clears throat> what is it, UMass again, who we beat?
0: Yeah. And then it's Nichols
2: State. Yeah, but that was in Foxborough. Okay. First
0: of all, you cannot. You got to stop scheduling teams like Nicholas State if you want to be legit. I mean, it's a win.
2: Is it? Hopefully. It's in Boulder. So they have, a, they have a chance to start the season 4 0. You tell me they can't squeeze out two wins when they were so close to those two conference wins last season against conference opponents? I know they play, I mean, obviously it's a Pac 12. They play against, I mean, Oregon again as like parents' weekend. I don't know why they insist on making Oregon parents' weekend. Well, I don't know. I don't get it.
0: Nichols State is in <coughs> Louisiana. And they went I thought it was oh, in Nebraska. they went
2: 0 and twelve
0: last year. That's a win. They went zero and twelve. Why are you because Scheduling we a win. team that went zero and twelve. That's
2: so. St- we, went, we went two. We went
0: two ten. Don't schedule a team
2: that we zero went zero and, and twelve. Though
1: the the idea is that they're not going to be within <laughs> the bowl system, or you know, they're not going to be fighting for a position where they're going to look at the schedule and say, well, okay, well, they won, they got that win against who is it? Nichols Nichols State. State.
2: So N I C H O L L S. All they
1: want is that number. No. They just want that the win. Six number six go up. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Well, you look okay. So that's
1: great. What I'm saying. They have all a chance right, so to
0: think, start four okay, zero. They're going to start four zero, and then they'll lose the rest of their games. Totally who would they totally play in totally the conference this
2: season? Obviously, they play Oregon, Arizona State, State UCLA, Arizona,
0: Oregon State, UCLA, Stanford, USC, UCLA, is, Washington. That's in, Utah. in
2: California this year. Yeah, isn't it? that's yeah. all losses. UCLA's in California. USC, ooh, they're they're rebuilding now because they don't have any of the sanctions against them anymore. Right. Washington uh,
0: State will be a good game, I think. I think it'll be an interesting game. They could game. squeeze out that win. And you, you, we compete with Utah uh, every uh, single Utah. season. Yeah, but it's in Utah. It's at Utah. Fair enough. Okay, well, it was way too early to be talking about this. So I'm right.
2: saying four to five wins. Okay, I great. told my, fr- my All right, yeah. I have one friend that goes to the University of Nebraska. And last time I saw him, because we went to high school together. Last time I saw him, I was just screaming at him saying we're going to be bowl eligible. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing at me.
0: Okay, so four. Okay, so four wins. You're still not bowl eligible.
2: I know you have to get six to be bo- that doesn't even guarantee you, to, you, you make a bowl a if, bowl game.
0: Yeah, if I'm on the bowl. Okay, let's say for so, some miracle, Colorado goes six and six. They're going to no. look at Nickel State. Wait, say, no, no say that's, that's say not a win. They're going to no. see
2: who are your six wins against, and that's how they decide. If your f- four of your six wins are against Hawaii, UMass, CSU, because I don't know even know what they're going to be like next year. We, we saw the first thing without Jim McElwain in the bowl game against. Utah, and that was ugly. Now, now they don't have Garrett be... Grayson anymore. Yeah. They still have the receiver, Rashard Higgins. Who's going to throw him the ball? I don't know. I mean, do they still have what is his name? D-Hart? Is he still there? I think he's done. He was the Alabama transfer. He was gone. I think. One year? I don't know. I think I he know. was a senior. I think he has. He may have. I don't know.
0: D-Hart. Um, yeah, he tried
2: out for the Miami Dolphins last week. So oh, so yeah, he's, he's definitely gone. He's done. So yeah, he's done. Uh, so I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think CSU is going to be a beatable team next year.
0: Yeah, I think we'll crush them. I think we will crush CSU next year. I think we'll beat them in the ground.
2: See, I want to say that every single year and then they...
0: Here's the thing, though, and I—I lost by
2: 14 last
0: season. I'll be honest, not a football expert. You know, I know a lot, you know, about CU football because it's in my face all the time. But it scares me when you schedule a team like Nickel State because we did the same thing two years ago with what Sacramento Sacramento State, State State and we lost lost, on the last second field goal. So here's my thing: I'd rather that team was bad. Okay, but I'd rather we schedule teams that are
2: decent teams and we almost lost to UMass last year.
0: Because a, okay, a close loss or a potential win against a decent team is way more important than beating a team that's terrible or worse, potentially losing to a team that's terrible.
1: But here here's the thing, at this point they're they're not expecting to have a great season next year. They're expecting to have an I think okay. if you ask
2: Mike McIntyre, he's
0: expecting oh, yeah, Mike McIntyre expects to win every game. <laughs> well, he's McIntyre not kidding
2: has either. Has the best week of practice every single week. Uh, uh, every press conference Joey and I went to, <coughs> he said We're
0: expecting to win on Saturday. And everyone just is like... Oh but like it's not like some coaches where you just say it he actually believes it yeah but
1: this is the thing <laughs> they're they're playing
0: these games
1: to get recruits next year and they in the following year who aren't going to see that that one win was against nickel state and they probably won't even see that that loss was against sacramento state you know they're trying to get people you know kids kids are 17 and 18 years
0: old when they're making this decision they got those you new know. uniforms that's going to say 17 and 18 year old kids care more about the new gear
2: so. they got yeah. those new uniforms do you see those all white uniforms Oh, those are nice. Yeah, they're
0: going to look really stupid when they're covered in green. Not you on know turf, what? Not on turf. 6 on Radio 1190, KVC Boulder. Don't worry. We'll have plenty of football talk in the coming months. But uh, real quickly, I want to touch on weekend box office, and then let's talk about the NBA and the NHL. Hopefully, we can wrap that up here in eight minutes. Uh, real quickly, just running through it. New movies this weekend. Entourage is out. The new Entourage movie, which actually did Pitiful uh, by really? critics. Yeah, it got a 30 out of 100. Ooh, yeah. Um was good, though. Melissa McCarthy movie. Oh, right, so. Spy with uh, Jude Law and uh Jason Statham actually has done pretty well at the box office um or sorry by the uh, critics uh, spy and then insidious chapter
2: 3 also comes out this should have stopped after the first one i don't even remember the second one the second one was with the dad the dad was all the one, like, possessed one. The first one was the kid. Second one's the dad. and it was the, the mom's. The third turn. one. No, because remember at the end of the second one. didn't see any. She went. Oh, okay. <laughs> the end of the second one, she, like, went to that family that was facing a similar problem. So I think the third one's going to be on that family. Yeah, Elise. She at the very end of the second movie, you see her with this different family, and she has this like reaction because she she sees this like evil thing in this people in these uh, this family's house. So I think the third one's going to center on that family. Completely different story, I believe. I don't know. I haven't even really seen previews. That's just my yes, because I've seen the two. Okay. I haven't <laughs> seen either of them, so here we go. All
0: right. Uh, what do you guys want to do, NBA or NHL? We only got time for one. I would say NBA. Would. Let's go NBA, Joey. NBA it is. Sure, NBA. All right. Last night in overtime, Golden State Warriors knocked off the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland, though, loses Kyrie Irving for the rest of the finals. Fractured left
2: kneecap. Are the, oh. are the Cavs going to be swept? I don't think they're gonna. I I don't think they're gonna be swept. LeBron has been swept, I think, once in all the NBA finals he's made it to, and that was by the San Antonio Spurs back in 2007 when he was with Cleveland. So I mean, I guess you could say, oh, when he makes the finals with Cleveland, he's just gonna get swept. Um, I don't think they're gonna win the series. I think it's gonna be over in five.
1: Yeah, I, I think without Irving, I think it's, LeBron it's a is harder. gonna
2: will the Cavs for one win. If he's able to will that team to a sweep over Atlanta, who, who was a good team? They were facing a lot of injuries themselves. I mean, with Kyle Korver going down, and then Al Horford was ejected in that one game. You had um, DeMar Carroll was banged up in game one. So Hawks had like their own injury issues, and they end up being swept. But that was mostly because of LeBron. Yeah. yeah. So I think LeBron's going to be able to will the Cleveland Cavaliers to one win, probably game three. I don't see them winning in Oracle.
1: Yeah, not anymore. The The biggest question for the Cavs right now is how is Belvedova going to play? And he did not, you know, coming in for Kyrie last night, he did not look very good. He, did he didn't not have look... any points. And well, think about It's more about the defense. He's he's playing about, like, seven feet off of Steph Curry, who can get it off in .4 seconds. So there's no way. Like, Steph yeah. Curry's going to have one of these 60-point games. That's why I yeah. think
2: um, you cannot put Belvedova on – Steph Curry. I think they have to put either LeBron. Because, I mean, they've put LeBron on point guards before who are, like, really quick, really good. I mean, even though Steph Steph is still going to score. I don't care who you put on him. He's going to find a way to put up points. But putting either LeBron or, I think – Iman Shumpert, one of their better perimeter defenders, mm-hmm. is the best option they have. And put Deleva honestly, on Klay Thompson. Because Klay Thompson, when he tries to create his own shot, is not as effective when he's a spot-up shooter. And he,
0: he did not play well
2: last night. And Deleva Cl- Yeah, Klay Thompson shot like 5 for 14 or something. And Deleva is like—I mean, when I watched him in that series against Atlanta, he—I mean, I guess it's the best way to put it. He's a try-hard. Yeah. I mean, it's the NBA, so like pretty much everybody's trying hard. Yeah. But Deleva is going that extra mile to really lock down his defense. I mean, Clay Thompson's obviously still going to put up points as well, and maybe he'll be better creating his own shot against Delavadova. Yeah, but De Vadova is not going to make it easy, I think, on Clay Thompson if he as a spot up shooter.
0: Let me tell you why Cleveland lost last night. They fell apart. J.R. Smith shot three for thirteen.
2: I mean, yeah. and you're going to get games like that from J.R. Smith. Okay, that's Everyone why knows they it. lost, though. But you could see you could see it
1: every single series where. They went up the court. They're passing the ball around. Good ball movement. People are <coughs> cutting the basket. And then it somehow hits J.R. Smith around the perimeter, and the ball just stops. Yep. And J.R. Smith does what J.R. Smith does, and he doesn't care what anybody else is doing. He walks up to the three-point line and just bricks it.
2: You know, J.R. lives for the big moments. Yeah. You know, he
0: loves he those. He got overexcited last night. He did.
2: I think, isn't this is this his first NBA Finals? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, it's also he like. He didn't have
0: one there. He's yeah. on the Knicks. Nick, he wasn't there. Definitely didn't he have he one there. The so. <laughs> uh, he went the to the Knicks Western or...
2: Conference Finals with the Nuggets yeah. against the Lakers, yeah, but yeah, nice. they didn't actually make it to the NBA Finals. So I mean, J. R. Smith did get a little exci- uh, over excited. I mean, you could see that at the beginning of the game that Steph Curry was even a little like maybe over, maybe nervous, anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson, you know, didn't have a good game. LeBron's been there five years in a row now, so yeah. he he's used. To it. Okay. He's just like whatever. It's he another took game. Forty shots last night. He scored forty four though.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to think also. This is going to really put LeBron's finals performance. Like, you, if you look at all of LeBron in the finals, it's not looking too good if he loses this series. It's not. Won't you, he be two and four? He'll be two and four. But you think about it, and that could very easily be one and five if it wasn't for that Ray Allen three the game six. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: And then facing an OKC team that I mean. You look back and you're like, how did that team – like, obviously because of Kevin Durant, but, like, Kevin Durant carried that team to the NBA Finals that year.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that was – His had, supporting
2: cast was not that great. Outside of Russell Westbrook?
1: They, they still had Harden off the bench at that
2: point. Did though. they? Okay, they did. Yeah, but he – I don't even think he had a he – didn't, he didn't have a good series.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I – i got to say this. I just came across an article It came across my desk. Um, apparently, Vaughn Miller is being fined by the Denver Broncos for farting, farting during team. team meetings.
2: Yeah, you didn't see that earlier this week? <laughs> what? Yeah, I saw that. I did
0: not hear that Sorry, story. I didn't want to derail the NBA Finals talk, but with only a minute left in the show, and this yeah. is you know, the Denver Broncos. Uh, what? Joey? Can you, I haven't read the article. I, I, I didn't really across. go
2: into the article. I just saw the headline, and since it was Vaughn Miller, and I really can't stand that guy, I, didn't, I was just like, of course he does. Yeah. He's disrespectful.
0: Okay, let's see. Uh, Nikki Jahavli on Twitter says Von Miller said the Broncos have fine have a fine system for flatulence in meetings, and he says he's definitely been fine the most. Wow, it's so
1: it's so surprising to me too. Just because when he was drafted, you had this image of Von Miller being the guy who went back to school when he didn't need to, and uh, you know he graduated, came into the league as being a smart guy, and just just you know,
0: a goofball now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he gets
1: in trouble. You know, see what doesn't he take wears? Seriously. <laughs> it's just sad, but hopefully, he's a good influence on Shane Ray.
0: Ah, uh, they're gonna the trio as they're calling him, which is a really bad name uh. to call him, by the way. Especially after yesterday, is that with Demarcus Ware in there? Demarcus Ware, uh, Vaughn uh Miller, Von Miller, and the third guy, Shane Shane Ray. Yeah, so there you go. Seven o'clock. It's the end of our show. Thanks for tuning in to Radio 1190 <laughs> KVCU Boulder. That's it. That's what about,
2: that. Uh, can we talk about the NHL finals a little bit? Stanley Cup Finals, I guess, if you want to call it that. Sure, we can talk about it, Joey. That was crazy. Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. Near so I talked about it with
0: my dad. Okay. Tampa Bay had. So the if you missed it, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay. So the local connection is the goaltender for Tampa Bay, Ben Bishop, is from Denver, Colorado. Bang. Okay. And I actually know people that he played hockey with. Bang. Okay. So <laughs> ben, Glad we got that in so there. So we got the local connection. You sure. So now we got someone with sense. Chicago.
2: Local, too. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't think so. I the Blackhawks Black are Canadian. Canadian. mostly Canadian. <laughs> so, mean, anyways.
2: Kane's American.
0: <laughs> Kane are... Okay, first of all, they keep... Okay, Wayne Gretzky uh, comparing Jonathan Taze to Marc Messier. Why? I didn't even see that. Okay, well, it's just like, stop doing these. Like, oh, whoa, I'm going to compare him to someone else. Like, stop comparing athletes. Mark yeah. Messier is Mark Messier. Jonathan Taze is Jonathan Tays. Yeah, and for two seconds, going back to NBA, s- seeing people
1: compare Steph Curry and LeBron James was the dumbest thing I've seen. People actually week. did that? Yeah. But who's, I think it's because be MVP against be. MVP.
2: Yeah. And- yeah, but back to hockey. See, I think if uh, Jonathan Taze wants to be compared to Mark Messier, he has to shave his head. Well, That's just for me. Okay, fair enough, if you'd want to say that.
0: Uh, okay, NHL Finals. Real quickly, the Blackhawks and Lightning game one. Lightning lead virtually the entire game one, nothing in the that she-
2: goal early in the first. That was so nice. Chicago dude. scores
0: twice in under two minutes, at the end of the third period to win the game. I talked about it with my dad this afternoon. You have to play. 60 minutes of hockey, and the Lightning played about... Honestly, they played about 45 minutes of hockey. They really phoned it in in that third period. They just tried to... They You cannot play prevent defense in the Stanley Cup Finals. You cannot play prevent Especially defense. You can't do it in hockey. Hockey is a sport that you cannot play prevent defense. You need to attack. It's It drives me up the wall. We did it here. CU did it. We did it twice this year. We are up on the number one team in the country, Central Oklahoma, here at home. And the boys... I... I, I I'm sorry to say this. They're playing not to lose, and that's not the mentality you can have. The same thing the next night against number three-ranked team in the country, University of Oklahoma. Colorado scores first, and then the, the team just shut down.
2: I Oklahoma had some good hockey teams.
0: Yeah, and they also have, used to have the uh, they also have the Oklahoma City Blazers and the WSHL who were really good. So there you go. Uh, all right, what did you want to say about the NHL Finals, Joey?
2: I mean, you pretty much covered it.
0: Well, I mean, do you think it's going to be Blackhawks in four?
2: No. No, not four. Not four. Blackhawks struggled against the Ducks. That went to seven. Tampa Bay series against the Rangers went to seven. I'm hoping for at least six. I want a six to seven game series. Chicago in five. You think Chicago in five? I think after a loss like that, you're not going to have a team come back, especially Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is going to come back and win game two. Okay, but
0: I don't, it's just Chicago is so much better of a team. And you saw that. On, what, I guess that was Tuesday night, Wednesday night? It was when, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday yeah, because I was supposed to go to the Dodgers game. Chicago's just such a – they're just a better team. That's just the way it is.
2: Chicago's in the Stanley Cup final because Kings didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we saw what the that the Ducks couldn't do it. Ducks couldn't close them out. Well, guess what? Chicago? Ducks had game seven in Anaheim. Couldn't close out the Blackhawks. So last season, Kings closed out the Blackhawks in Chicago. When Chicago took a two-goal lead. So who's the better team here, Ducks fans? Kings are. What's up? We run LA. Mike drop. Okay, so Joey is left. <laughs> Joey is no, left. Dodgers play tonight against the Cardinals too. If anyone's interested.
0: It's a good thing There's a lot of California people out here in Boulder.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Why>?
0: <laughs> every time Joey's on the show, we, we get we
2: end up talking about California sports. Lakers on the number two draft pick.
0: Hey, today was National Donut Day. How do you feel? It about was.
2: That? It was. I, I remember when I was. I got home from the gym, and I uh, was eating my meal of ground turkey, oh, 93.7 ground turkey, Ugh. ground rice and spinach, and I'm sitting there on Twitter and Instagram looking at all these National Donut Day pictures. I'm like, hate all of you. hate trying to eat clean. Do you
0: hear about the guy that choked? He was like choking to death on a donut in the TSA line in an airport, and he was saved. By a TSA security officer, and it was like the greatest thing a TSA officer's ever done to save a guy from choking on a donut on National Donut Day.
2: I think the TSA guys get more crap than they
0: deserve. Okay, well, we'll have a... <laughs> we'll talk so about much it when bigger, I mean, I know, okay. it just, I know it Joey, just happened to Joey, at DIA. You, you didn't listen to the show, but uh, there was a survey that was put out, and they did, like, these test runs through TSA to see, like, what was going on. And I think, what, 90% of, yeah. like, these tests, like, if they, they sent government officials through TSA lines with weapons and stuff, and, like, way too many got almost, in. Yeah, almost all, almost of, them all of them got in. What airports? All A lot of airports yeah. across the United States. Was DIA one of those? They actually didn't release specific airports. They actually, yeah, of oh, course, not. <laughs> yeah, because they don't want terrorists being like, "Oh, well, the DIA sucks. Let's go there."
2: Why would they release that report then?
0: I mean, they kind of have to. Yeah, it just just the evidence.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I I felt that way. Reading when was it that too, report released? Last week. Was
0: that Monday show? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. No, that was last Friday's show. Yeah, that was exactly a week Friday's ago. Show. You were in Colorado Springs. You ding dong. Fair enough. I did ask you. You did. <laughs> I was out of town. No respect. I could have called in. No respect. No, you couldn't, because our phone line's down. <laughs> oh, you were serious <laughs> when you said that? Yeah. I oh. would make that up. You think I just don't want people to call in? I love our listeners. I love when people call so in. Wait,
2: why are the phone lines down?
1: Because we're doing some renovations that are going to expand our signal all the way to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and east. So Hopefully down 90s. in Denver, too. I thought,
2: that we were, yeah. I thought they were in Denver. We reached Denver, right
0: there. and there's light outside.
1: What's Denver <laughs> actually, Denver signal is clearer than Boulder's nowadays. Because because of where our tower is. Yeah, because our tower
0: is located. Shh, and- don't tell anyone where the tower is. <laughs> it's a secret that we have to protect. Okay. <laughs> I also just don't. There's a certain members of the staff that don't know where it's located, and it's kind of like a game <laughs> that you don't tell them. There's a certain music director that doesn't know where the the <laughs> oh, tower really? is located, and I said I'd never
2: <laughs> tell him. Oh, I'm gonna man. tell him. Don't tell him. I don't even know where it is, so. <laughs> Is that it? Are we good? Or is uh, is game two of the Stanley Cup final tonight? No. Oh, is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow they take off like it's five it's days. It's two day break. It's more than a two day break. The NBA uh, Wednesday, two days, Thursday, Friday, and then June they play six. Saturday. They're playing tomorrow. Oh, then oh yeah yeah, that's a two day break, and then they play on the third day. Thursday, Friday. Okay. Just like the NBA finals, no. they took. Well, actually, I think the NBA finals have like oh no, they play on Sunday. So yeah, they have a two day break too. It's too big of a break. That's so why I love the first round of like playoffs. Yeah, because they
0: play two games and then... Have, like four
2: games in one day, and then that happens every single day. Yeah. And then once you get to the final, you're like, All right, now I have to wait like three days. That's like one thing I love about March Madness. You have like four games on at one time, and you have like 16 of them on throughout the day in the first round. You're just like switching through games. I don't even I like sports.
0: That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like sports. I just so I'm so tired of sports. No, you're not well. We're getting to the dead season, so hey, there's Bank, still baseball.
1: Good. Yeah, not a sport. <laughs>
2: oh my God! I'm, I'm just making fun. Of, I'm just know. making fun of the I Twitter conversation.
0: Know. What did I do? You I favorited know. my tweet because I agree. Baseball with you. isn't dead. Baseball will never die. It won't die. Did you hear about this baseball pitcher? I think the Athletics called him. Oh up. yeah, He's the, ambidextrous? ambidextrous.
2: How cool is that? He's gonna he can be the first guy to pitch with like both arms since 1995. But did, did you read the rules on like what he has to do against a switch hitter?
1: Uh, does he have to? The switch say, pick, hitter pick gets okay. And... He has
2: to pick the switch hitter can switch during the at bat. The pitcher cannot. The pitcher cannot. So the pitcher has to say what arm he's going to pitch with before the at bat, and then the hitter can like decide which side he's going to be on. Actually, and then the pitcher has to stay with that arm the entire at bat.
0: As of one minute ago, Pat Vinnadette actually just entered the Red Sox uh, A's game in the seventh inning. Oh wow! So you can follow his MLB debut live on ESPN.com
2: and see if he pitches with both arms in his first inning.
1: I wonder if he's, like, actually able to do, like, a fastball, or, like, able to actually get break on the yeah, ball. Yeah, do you think he has, like, really four ball. pitches
2: with both arms or, like, his left arm? I do know which one is, like, his strong arm. Because even, like, ambidextrous people, they have a stronger, like, don't they?
1: I mean, in theory, no, but no? Oh. Pro- probably there's a dominant one. Because
2: you know how, like, with your legs? Yeah. You have, like, you know, right, what is it, right-legged? Is that the yeah. term or yeah. something? Footedness. Right-footed, yeah. Like you, like if you play soccer, which one do you kick it with, or which one are you better at kicking with, or
0: he struck out this first batter. Oh, excuse me, he, he uh, the first batter that Vinodette just uh, faced, uh, Brock Holt, grounded out to short. All right, now he's so he's pitching right. as a left-handed pitcher right now, hmm. which makes sense because Holt was a right-handed batter. So he
1: is a he's a closer, or is he's he a relief pitcher? He's a relief, okay.
0: and it just looks like right now. Also, the uh, Pat Vinedette has got his second out.
1: You'd think that they'd want to have him be a starting pitcher at some point, because wear down a little bit less quickly.
2: But yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. Did you see that thing about Kenley Jensen when he was playing the Rockies? Who the Dodgers' closer? Oh. I'm saying this because they were playing the Rockies. Oh, Okay. So okay, on Tuesday. Um, Dodgers hit the Grand Slam in the top of the ninth to take the 9-8 lead. And then Canley comes in in the bottom of the ninth inning, closes it, closes it out. Dodgers get the win, come from behind in the ninth inning.
0: Yeah. And then the and next night, great. the Rockies
2: do the same thing. Next night, Dodgers have a 6-4 lead in the top of the ninth. They don't score in the top of the ninth, so it goes to the bottom of the ninth inning. Dodgers lead 6-4. I am watching this on my little game cast on the MLB At-Bat app. And as soon as I see that, I just assume our closer with the two-run lead is going to come in. So you turned it off. So and I walk away. You know, I was watching TV or like I went to the bathroom. I did something. I come back and I see it was the pitcher from the eighth inning, Liberatore, who I saw whenever I pay attention. And it's Liberatore pitching. <coughs> he gives up runs. So as soon as I see Liberatore's pitching, I'm like, where, where, Where's where's Kenley Jan- Jansen? Just because he's our closer, you know, the first thing he does, you know, pitch. Pitch hitter Michael McHenry, who looks just like Wes Welker, singles up the middle. Charlie Blackman comes in, ground rule double. You have runners on third and second with no outs. I mean, the way the Rockies score their runs was just ridiculous. You know, Liberatore gets pulled. Yumi Garcia comes in, walks two straight batters. So, you know, he walked the bases loaded and then walked again. So Rockies get their first run to make it six to five. Yeah. And then he gets pulled. And then J.P. Howell comes in. His very first pitch. Yasmani Grandal, the catcher for the Dodgers, gets a passed ball, gets past him. Uh, runner from third comes in, scores to tie the game. So, now the Rockies don't. They have two hits, the two first hits, and they haven't done anything since, but they've scored two runs. And then Nolan Arenado, they intentionally walk cargo. And then Nolan Arenado comes up, hits a sack fly, walk off yeah. to the Rockies. That was just like, and all the reporters were asking Mattingly, the Dodgers manager, where was Kaley Jensen? And he wouldn't answer. He yeah. was a psychic. So that's, he wasn't available. He wasn't available. And then they tried to talk to Jansen, and uh, you know, some representative for the Dodgers said he's not available to talk to the media after this game. And it turns out, like, they came out a day later. They told the media finally what happened. There was a high blood Kainley Jensen had high blood pressure. He was having a headache. And back in 2012, when he was visiting Denver, Colorado, he had an irregular heartbeat. Huh. And he had surgery on it before the season to fix it. So, the fact that he was back in Colorado, he had the high blood pressure, he was feeling fatigued, he had the headache, they didn't want to risk putting him out there and stressing it out even more. Yeah, I mean... So, but why they couldn't say that after the game, I don't know. Because You don't want to look like you're making excuses. Yeah. But but then that's to come out with it 24 hours later. Like how much better do you look? I mean he's not the first athlete where
1: that's been the case. I mean you look at Ryan Clark of the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he would not single, play in Denver. He Central can't play cell. in Denver. Now, I
2: mean now he's retired, but yeah, he There's was someone not, else that couldn't play in Denver too. Whenever it's the Steelers had to travel to Denver, he would. I don't even think he traveled.
1: It's basically no. He uh, did. Any, he was on the anyone islands. with he did? Uh, okay? Anyone with a. Uh, a heart murmur or r- irregular heartbeat or sickle cell anemia. It's just there's not enough oxygen for you to play professional sports and not endanger your life. I mean, Ryan Clark almost died.
2: Yeah, that one game against Denver. I remember yeah.
1: that. So you, you, I think they're. Rightfully so. Just very careful. It's
2: just weird because like ah, uh, it was just so unexpected because Canley came out the night before and he pitched, and it was 16 pitches. It wasn't like it was a lot of work, mm-hmm. and he hadn't been used in over a week f- to get that save. The last time he was out was May 25th, and then he came out in Tuesday's game. So I, I thought it was for me. It was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. that he was going to come out to the mound. And then, you know, Mattingly answered all the questions in the media saying he wasn't available and that his availability changed throughout the game. So at the beginning of the game, Kinley was feeling fine. And then just throughout the game, he started to feel this fatigue, you know, had this headache. And that's when the trainer and Kinley made the decision since it's still, I mean, we're still talking about we're in the beginning of June. That's so early mm-hmm. in the baseball season. So, like, it's not worth risking this. Yeah, and then being out for a long point in time, potentially, you know, career-threatening move because we don't know. So, it just sucks that the Dodgers lost that game. For me, at least. A Dodgers fan.
0: I have a Dodgers hat.
2: I know you do. It's a beautiful hat.
0: I went to the bank, and I was wearing my Dodgers hat. And I'm not a Dodgers <coughs> fan. I could really not I could care less about baseball. kind of got over baseball, to be honest. Because um, I was a big Red Sox fan growing up, and they won the World Series. I was like, all right, well... Rockies aren't gonna do that, so that's, that's it? it.
2: They win the World Series they like, and
0: Well to me it's like okay, the thing about sports is like it's all about the frustration and disappointment of never winning. But when your team actually wins, it's like you beat It's a, great. It's like you beat a video game. It's, amazing. it's like,
2: oh, I don't really want to go through and replay this. Like, and the I, Lakers won five titles in like a decade. Yeah. That was great for me. When the Kings won two and three? Great. I haven't seen... I have never seen the Dodgers win. So you're not over it? Okay, so... I've never seen the Dodgers win. They haven't won since 1988. It's kind of over it. And the Chargers, they've never won it.
0: There will be a day where I'm, like, back into sports, (laughs) maybe. But, like, for now, it's, like why because boston just had the run boston yeah i mean the boston greatest went, run of, of like, city sports for me have for me for sports it's it's more about the storylines i just like stories and it's like the story of the 2004 boston red sox like i mean that was great breaking the curse you'll never beat that 2001 colorado avalanche you're never gonna beat that
2: mm-hmm. why? Ray, ray, bork. ray bork yeah that's incredible i still don't think they should have retired his number but which is my opinion Yeah, why not played one season yeah, but it was like the greatest story uh, in hockey history. I know, but not it was one the season. Greatest. It was one of the greatest. It was
0: one season. Game seven? Are you kidding me? It was one season. Actually, he played two seasons. He played the year before also. He, traded, he played like half that year. He, played, he was traded at the deadline by Boston in 2000. Yeah, exactly.
2: So a year, a season and a half, and they retire his number? No. Boston should Okay, re- Ray Bork. Maybe. Is his number retired for Boston? Yes, of course okay. it is. Th- that's the only team that should have retired his jersey. Okay, so did you know that. Um, I'm not the only one that thinks oh, Who this. is it? I've read articles on who like the it? most ridiculous, like. The- Jerseys that are retired. And he's on that list with the Colorado Avalanche. I think someone, I think it might be Charlotte. Someone else has retired
0: 23 for Michael Jordan in the NBA.
2: Really? That I haven't heard. Didn't the, did the Bulls? Re- no, I don't think they retired his other number. When he came back out of retirement, 45. Yeah, no, that he wore for like a game or something? Did he, did he wear so
1: 23 we- with the
0: Wizards? Or?
2: No, he wore something no, he else. Weird. He was like 11, 9,
0: no, he wasn't 23, though. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's not the Heat, obviously, because he no, wore 23. Boy. There's an NBA team that did retire 23 for Michael Jordan.
2: Really? Not Chicago? Not but it, well, Obviously Chicago. But I mean, Chicago, yeah. But you're saying there's another team. <coughs> I haven't heard that. I don't know. I don't know who it is, though. When Kobe retires, do you think the Lakers retire 8 or
1: 24? 24. 8's tainted.
2: Oh, tainted. He's right. Yeah. You think There's that's no, why Kobe switched? Oh, yeah. 100%. You think that's why? Oh, yeah. No, well, I mean, they asked, like, why when he did switch. Uh, he said coming into the NBA, he wanted to wear two numbers. 24 or 33. 33 for the Lakers was retired because of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. And 24 was taken at the time. So then he wore the number. He came up with eight because of like what he wore during the summer season. Like He combined the two numbers. I forget how he came up with eight. And that's how he came up with eight. But then like when 24, maybe that when it was tainted, that's when he decided to make the switch to 24 because he said he originally wanted to wear that number.
0: Eight numbers between 24 and 33. No, there's nine well wow. well yeah look 25 26 27 28 29
2: 30 31 so between 32. yeah between yeah <laughs> i don't think uh, i don't know i forget how he came up with 8 but he came up with 8 like this one way that's how he decided to wear it and then i mean yeah i guess that was he did make the jersey change right around that time too
1: yeah no i think they're they're going to retire 24 yeah i'm sure
2: and now there's rumors that he might finish his nba career with another team who Who's uh, going
1: to take uh,
0: him? He's I just, so expensive. I, I,
2: oh, I don't think. This is his last year of his contract with the Lakers where he's Cleveland. making like. He's
0: going to Cleveland. He's going to <laughs> God, Cleveland. Where he's making not. like he's
2: $24 million a year. Or LeBron's going to leave and go to Los Angeles. <laughs> Please. I'll take him I know Carmelo really. Carmelo Anthony really wanted to go out. God, there. I did not want. On, I was so <laughs> happy when Carmelo signed with with New York I didn't him and Kobe on the same are you kidding me that would never work yeah there would be zero pass <laughs> that would not work I was just like no I don't want Carmelo and well, I was happy he didn't sign with the Lakers but, just
1: need J.R. Smith Yeah, you know, it's just, just
2: like Mitch Kupchak has said over and over that this next season is Kobe's last with the Lakers and that's yeah. that's what he says that's what Mitch says this is Kobe's last season with the Lakers so he doesn't say this is Kobe's last season in the NBA, he's a, the way Mitch Kupchak is saying it, the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who, who are listening to me, the GM of the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers, Mitch Kupchak, said Kobe, this is Kobe's last season with the Lakers, and that has led reporters to now a rumor about, oh, Kobe's going to play somewhere else next year. I Even mean, though Kobe's insisted that he's, he's going to retire at like age 36. He's going to be 37 when the season starts. He's
1: not. I, I just can't. His
2: body is falling apart. Yeah. We've seen that with the last three seasons when he had season-ending injury to his Achilles. And then he came back, played six games, hurt his knee. I don't know the exact knee injury, but it was his left knee. he's had knee injuries for a while now until he got that surgery in Germany. And he said he was like felt great again. And he was great for a couple of seasons. But now you know the knees can only take so much. He's been in the NBA. This is going to be his twentieth season, and then now he has he's coming off of torn rotator cuff.
1: Well, but here's the other the other thing to consider. I don't think there's any chance that Kobe Bryant's going to play with another NBA team. I hope he's never going to play with the Nuggets that would be a total no, nightmare. no 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 way he would ever do that. The other thing is that Kobe Bryant has an international background. I think his dad played in Italy. His dad
2: played in Italy. That's he's why so he that's why Kobe spent some of his childhood in Italy. I
1: think if he's going to play for another team it's You gonna think it was going to have Europe. to be abroad. I mean why wouldn't it, or China? You know, why wouldn't he just go? I think it's more likely for him to play in Europe because he would be Or China?
2: I mean, yeah. Chinese love him. Yeah. That's why he gets voted to the all star game every single season because of the Chinese,
1: yeah, I mean it just it makes sense that he would just basically be on vacation and still be getting paid probably eight nine million dollars
2: to play in Europe the season where he played the six games, he was voted to the all star game yeah because of the Chinese yeah. he was voted as a starter for the all star game uh, he obviously didn't play, but I just think that's crazy that Kobe doesn't even have to play a game and he's gonna get voted to the all star game yeah. Or he, he can have a subpar season. He's going to get voted to the All Star game. He was voted last season.
1: Yeah, and with the he wasn't the even his shooting guards, percentage was but,
2: terrible. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was voted. I think as a starter over James Harden. Yeah, that's if good. my memory serves me right. But then he didn't play because of his torn rotator cuff. Yeah. The guy's old. I don't know. His body's breaking down on him. Yeah. I mean, you can only play I, basketball for so long, and this is going to be his twentieth year. Yeah, I think Kareem played about 20 years. But in the last couple of years, yeah, he Kareem well ended. He wasn't the major guy anymore as he was in the beginning of the season. Kobe's still seen as the first scoring option, which is a problem. Yeah, You can't have a 37-year-old be your first scoring but, option. You know, they just rigged the lottery, so we'll see which hey. big man they get. Hey, I mean, if they would rig the lottery, they would have had, like, New York pick number one and L.A. pick number two or L.A. number one and New no, York bad. number two. You can't rig it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it, okay, what did I say to you? You said if it was New York and L.A. with the number two picks, you'd never watch the NBA again. So when I texted you saying L.A. got the number two pick, Joe's first question back, who got number one? <laughs> Minnesota. I said, all right, that all right. The team that actually deserved the number one overall pick, yeah. even though they got the number one overall pick from it's last the same season.
0: Same thing with the NHL. If it's not rigged, do it on live TV.
2: Yep. The NBA is on. Is it is on live TV? They,
0: they don't do the no, drawing live. They don't do it live. They they, they just do the reveal. Feel it the balls in the machine aren't live. And
2: that you, used to be live.
1: And you could see you could see Byron Scott just wink <laughs> right when
2: it happened. Oh, <laughs> it was so. <laughs> no, whenever I, I just uh, I'm sure you guys have seen the reaction. The I don't know who is representing the Knicks at the draft, but when they saw yeah. that they got number four, his head just <laughs> yeah. His head just hits the table. He's so upset that they dropped from I think they were supposed to get the number two pick. They dropped to number four, which is what the Lakers were supposed to get. And then the Lakers jump up to number two. Yeah. And Byron was just like, when New York got revealed that they got four, you could see the the grin on Byron Scott's face. But, I mean, like, I don't know. If it was rigged, then Cleveland wouldn't have gotten the number one overall pick that many years in a row.
1: Oh, I don't think it was rigged that year. LA wasn't <laughs> in contention,
2: so hey, last year LA only got number seven. Yeah, they were in the lottery. They could have gotten the number one overall pick, but they got number seven. Mm-hmm. They got Julius Randle.
0: Yeah, I still think that the two thousand five NHL draft was fixed.
2: Who was number? Who won of that? Oh, was that that was Crosby? Crosby, Pittsburgh? You think? Pit- yeah, you think they fixed it for Pittsburgh? That's
1: not absolutely that big of a market.
2: Yeah, Pittsburgh isn't like yeah, but
0: there was like they hadn't been good for a while. They lost Yager and Lemieux, and like it's a it's a good NHL market. Is Pittsburgh hadn't been good for a number of years, and so you think they did? Ha- I mean, to be honest, there was three teams. I think there's three or four teams that had equal odds. That I think they had three three odds, and then there was a few teams that had two odds, and then every other team had one odd. And so Pittsburgh is one of those teams that did have three odds.
2: Just putting that out there, but but um, do you think they fixed it the year Ewing was drafted? Absolutely. With New York. Absolutely. <laughs> the frozen envelope and Absolutely. the bent corner. And David Stern being a known New York Knicks fan. But what's funny about that whole thing is that Patrick Ewing didn't bring a championship to New York. <laughs> yeah. He gave them good years. He gave them contention. They were in the playoffs. So he gave he brought back like New York basketball. He made them relevant. But they <laughs> he never won a title in large part due to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. On my podcast, we talked about that actually. Patrick Ewing or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, and Reggie Miller. I mean, age yeah, of basketball. You look at a lot of players that that era in the '90s. You know, Charles Barkley, Reggie Miller, you had Patrick Ewing. I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon ended up getting two rings when Jordan was out. Um, but a lot of players didn't get rings because of Jordan. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, he was. <laughs> super
2: sick He's the best player of all time Like Kareem If you put Kareem You're gonna put Kareem over Kareem really? Okay you look at the numbers I know Kareem played more Than Jordan Jordan's points per game is higher than Kareem's. I understand that, too. I think Jordan averaged 30.1 points per game in his career. Kareem averaged, I think, around 25. How many rings does Kareem have? Six. Six 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 rings, and he has six MVPs. Jordan has five MVPs. Yeah. That's a big thing. And then you look back and, like, you're talking about best basketball player ever. Kareem also has three NCAA championships. He won three outstanding player of the Final Four. Jordan won one championship at North Carolina. I know you Kareem was with UCLA when they had John Wooden and they were in the middle of that, like, incredible run. But a large, large part was due to him and um, Bill Walton. Uh, but I just – I mean, I'm, I've always had that opinion that Kareem is still, the like, probably the greatest player to ever play the game.
1: I mean, he's definitely up there. Okay. But if you're going to make that argument, take him <laughs> all time. you got to take Wilt. you got to take – Oh,
2: Wilt. I mean, yeah. Because Wilt – what I loved about Wilt is that I read this thing that, like, all these critics say that he, could, he couldn't pass – so then he went out the next season and I think led the league in assists. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that is, but I think that's what he said. Or he increased his insi- – I know he increased his assists per game, and he, like, showed everybody, like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's ever going to break his points in a single season. He has over f- his record of 50 points a game for his entire season. Yeah, I mean, Kobe's career high is 35 points per game. Didn't win the MVP that year or whatever. Jordan's highest in a single season was 37 so I mean, you look at Jordan and Kobe, two of the better scorers of all time. I mean, Jordan being number three or four now, Kobe being number three now, and uh, Will Chamberlain setting that fifty points a game, yeah, for a single season. You're averaging fifty points a game. You know how crazy that is. He also like averaged fifty rebounds a game. It was like twenty or twenty-four a game, something like that.
1: Yeah, some, something like that. But you you just look at the videos of will you know, it's obviously before the three-point line, but it's just like he's
0: towering over He would have hit a lot of three-pointers, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely would have hit a lot of
2: three-pointers. But Bill Russell always had the last laugh over Wilt. Yeah,
1: And he was a coach.
0: Bill Russell? Yeah. yeah, he was like
2: a player coach. Player coach. That's so cool. Player
0: owner coach, Jackie Moon.
2: <laughs> that's, that's, that's a movie. I know. Okay. <laughs> Semi-pro. Yeah. Will Ferrell.
0: I was reading something online today It's like, what if at the end of Star Wars Chewbacca shades his face and it's Will Ferrell
2: Alright, I think that's where we end the show <laughs> I think that's it What? because Will Ferrell's so hairy? No, it'd just be funny Oh, okay. Wait, you don't think that's funny? It's a little random
0: Well, that's true The number one pick in the 2003 NHL draft Was Marc-Andre Fleury Oh, okay The Penguins got the number one pick three years in a row
2: I mean, so did Edmonton. It's fixed. Are you going to say it's fixed because Edmonton used to be the okay. great team it was? I'm actually, yeah, I'm on board with saying that the
0: this year's NHL draft was fixed. This no, it's not actually. I'm okay with Edmonton getting it. It's just kind of weird that like they always get it and they still suck. It's
2: so all these past couple years, Edmonton and Cleveland. Yep. creating hey. all the number one picks. Okay, well, the number one pick will be Edmonton. The number two pick will be Buffalo. Or what about the one year when Chicago won the NBA lottery, when they had, like, a 1% chance? Well, Cleveland had, a, like, less than 1% chance. They had a very low chance year. as well, and then they ended up trading away Wiggins. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Chicago had, like, a very low percentage to win the NBA draft lottery. They went and then they draft none other than Derrick Rose, who was born and raised in Chicago. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the NBA PR firm said, you guys got to get this to Chicago. We got This is good. This is a great story. And then he had the worst knees of all time. Uh, real quickly, did you see that Jack Eichel says that he's better than Connor McDavid? Who? Forget it. This is Radio 1190, <laughs> KVC, Boulder, the AM Revolution. 7.30, uh, we're going to have a real quick music break. And by real quick, I mean hour and a half. But at 9 o'clock, it will be Climb Talk. This is Radio 1190, KVC, Boulder, the AM Revolution. Have a great weekend, Boulder. Here's a track.
2: Here's a track.
0: It's actually not actually a track. That's a sweeper. This is not what we want. It's, that's Liam's voice. We've heard enough of Liam, though. <laughs> that's too much. This is a song called Casimir Plasky Day. It's by the band Sergeant Stevens off the album Illinois. KVCU Boulder.